Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Here's some scenarios and consequences, though. If you attempt to speak to the man, you will fall asleep and wake back up at your house. Oh, fuck. If you attempt to lift the hood, you will fall asleep and wake back up at your house. If you panic or try to get out of the car while it's still in motion, you will die. If you, yeah. If a cab, if the cab stops at any point and someone else gets in, do not attempt to speak to them or they will stab you to death. Here's the correct way of ending the ritual. Why would you do this? I don't know. Okay, all right. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I hope you were enjoying our Shocktober specials. I'm Nikki Limo. Hi there, this is Iceman. Steve Green. And today we will be continuing our Shocktober special with some rituals. Okay, so this isn't really like a shit they don't tell you where there's like something in the world that you didn't know about. And well, maybe it is like well, rituals are something maybe you didn't know about. But it's not like we're just going to tell spooky stories. Okay, so there's this subreddit called no sleep have you been to this subreddit before okay creative writing um yeah like so spooky stories but it's not like they don't set it up like hey here's a creative writing story they set it up like this is a real story like i don't know i I think a lot of it the storefront of it is this is creepy creepy real stories yes yes but then you find out later that like maybe some of them were fiction that most, all of most, them of them were, most of them were fiction. That like 99% of them were fiction. But today, they're real stories. That's okay. Right. So I started looking up these different rituals that people were doing to go into the spirit realm. Okay. And I mean, we did an episode on exorcisms. So, you know, if you're going to go that route where you're like, okay, I believe there's a spirit realm, like that maybe there's a way to 
go back and forth between those these realms, our realm and their realm, um, then this would be some of the doorways to go into their realm. And I first stumbled upon this no sleep about rituals specifically because uh, we were doing a, an episode on Elisa Lamb with in Big Mood, the other podcast that I am part of. Rob, I would like you our to chief competitor. Cut that, Mark. I would like you to we cut have that. merch now, so you can buy it at um, teespring.com slash store slash Big Mood. Anyway, um, so I prepared this episode for them, and we were doing some creepy stories, but they got way too scared, so we couldn't even finish the Wait, list. Wait, is this true? Yeah. The girls got too scared, they so, got couldn't too, so we couldn't finish the list? Couldn't fi- we couldn't get through the list. What a pain it in was, the ass. It was also like, really late at night like it was close to witching hour but i know you you probably prepared your ass off for i this, did prepare and my they ass all just wussed out that's why i'm re- i'm doing it on shit they don't tell you instead unbelievable because i'm so disappointed <laughs> in those girls no i mean like half of them were super scared that's okay amazing. most of them were super scared that's so funny they also like freaked themselves out because we were staying in an airbnb so they thought that like they convinced themselves the house was haunted they did that for minute one because i was there when you guys i know first it wasn't even in. scary when we checked in no and they freaked me out because they like started just projecting a bunch of scary stuff. Like it has an attic. What if it's fucking haunted? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what if a ghost child lives up there? I'm like, Ugh. now I'm even though I don't think a ghost child lives up there, I'm just thinking about a ghost child living up there now. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so there's five rituals that I think are the top scariest rituals from the stories that I read. Some of these you may know about, some of these maybe not. Uh, but you know, like the Bloody Mary is a ritual that's not on my list, but Bloody Mary, it's kind of like one of those things where you hear about it and you're like, well, okay, everyone that's... has their own Bloody Mary. Cause you and me just talked about this recently. Yeah. But I just wanted to explain like, why would somebody do one of these rituals? It's like, it's kind of this, one of those things where, oh, I just want to see if it's real, you know? And so Bloody Mary is like, you say, well, there's two different ways of doing it, but, um, you, in I'm the one that we did was you go in the bathroom, you shut the door, you turn off the lights, and you say a Bloody Mary three times in the mirror, and then she appears in the mirror. So for me, growing up, it was you go in the bathroom, you shut the door, turn off all the lights. You have to make sure all the lights are off and all in the house. Oh, in the house too. Yep. Dang. And then you rules. Yeah, and then you have to say Bloody Mary three times, and then flush all the toilets in in the house at the same time. What? How do you do that? I don't know. That's that's not part you of it. You have to have some kind of a mechanism. Your sister made up some rules. No, it was her, it was her our neighbor Kendra. No. Yeah. How do you flush all the toilets in the house? She was the oldest one. We weren't going to question it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That that is how the rules go. That's how the rules are. The oldest knows everything. They know everything about life. Yeah. Already. And, and if you question it, you're so stupid because you're literally way younger. She's literally in a whole higher grade than she's my sister. She's like six months older. And my sister's the oldest person that I know. Yeah, that's so, old then. Yeah. It was, she was fucking ancient. She was very wise. So I'm going to explain to you these rituals and how they work. If you would like, there's also a story that accompanies each one from the No Sleep Reddit. If you would like to request me to read the story. Oh, nice. You can. Or, I mean, you could save it for the last scariest ones. Okay. But, um, you know, I'm going to start from the lightest to the scariest. What right. I believe is the lightest to the scariest. And I was looking these up at like two in the morning and I was mm-hmm. freaking myself out. Even not being anywhere part of it. Dang, dude, you hyped this up. I know. It's Halloween, guys. Get get scared. Here we go. Okay, so the the least scariest ritual, which is still pretty sc- scary to me, but it's called Three Kings Ritual. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, so how it works is this is the this is from iHorror.com, and 
by the way, don't do any of these rituals. Don't you dare do them. They're all very scary. And I don't want to be the cause of anyone getting abducted into the paranormal realm. I will be the judge of whether I do them or not. Thank you. Okay. So if you want to do um, the Three Kings ritual, basically what it entails is that you're going to sit in a dark room with two mirrors. You're not allowed to look at the mirrors. And to a joker and a king, a joker and a queen will be talking to you. The queen will answer all your questions correctly, and the joker will give you silly answers. That's not scary at all. That's fucking tight. Okay. Well, if you want to do it, you have to have these things. One, a large, quiet room, preferably without windows. You must use a room with without windows. Or if you must use a room with windows, cover them up so that no light from the outside can make its way into the room. Of course. The room should also have a door that will close and latch securely. Two. Duh. You have to have a candle. Preferably a sturdy pillar candle that will not burn out or burn down quickly. Three, you have to have a lighter. You can you have to light the candle, of course. And then four, you have to have a small bucket of water and a clean mug or a cup. Five, an electric fan. Six, two large mirrors. Seven, an alarm clock. Eight, three chairs. Nine, a fully charged cell phone. Ten, a partner you trust to follow the rules and take the game seriously. You have to be serious if we were going to do it. Okay. 11, a small object that holds sentimental or emotional value for you. And then this is how you set up for the game. This is really important. You have to set it up correctly or else it will not work. At 11 p.m., you should begin setting up for this ritual. In your chosen room, a place, place one of your chairs facing north. This is your throne. This is where you will be sitting. Place the other two chairs on either side of the throne facing towards it. These chairs belong to the queen and the fool and should be about an arm's distance from the throne. So you shouldn't be able to touch them because if you can then they can touch you oh so you gotta have them be an arm's length apart what kind of reach does the joker have uh it's probably the same as yours okay yeah okay Okay. just gonna assume that they have the same arm length as you okay so you're gonna secure one mirror onto the queen's chair and one onto the fool's chair again facing towards the throne so they're facing toward you um sitting on the throne you should be able to see your reflection in the periphery of your vision without having to turn and look Mm. okay Place the bucket and your chosen cup or mug in front of the throne, just barely out of reach. You want them near enough in case you need them, but not so close that you might trip over them. What's the bucket for? It's for the candle. Okay, I'm Wait, listening. it's not for the candle. It's for your, if you, okay, you'll get, we'll get it there. It sounds like it's for my protection. It's Well, it is, but it's, we'll get there. Okay. okay. So you place the fan behind the throne and turn it on, but not high. Medium or low should suffice for the purposes of the ritual. Turn the lights off and leave the room, making sure the door is left open, and then go to your bedroom. Place your cell phone, candle, and lighter close to the bed so you can reach them easily without having to hunt for them. To make sure the phone is fully charged, I would just leave it on the charger. Set your alarm clock for 3.30 a.m. Yeah, true. Take your chosen object, the you know, the sentimental object, and then you get into bed. It's time to sleep to prepare for what is to come. Okay, so then this is how you actually do the ritual. When your alarm clock goes off at 3.30 a.m., get out of bed, light the candle, grab your phone. Keep your sentimental object with you at all times. Damn, you my have... alarm clock is my phone. Well, okay, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, You have, but just take the phone with you. Okay. You have three minutes to return to this prepared room. You have to do it in three minutes. When you enter the room, close the door behind you. Your chosen partner in this ritual should wait right outside the room and be as quiet as possible. That's scary for the partner. If I, if you're in there doing the ritual and I have to stay outside alone, like that's so scary. Because like, the heebie-jeebies at three a.m. too. Yeah, exactly. I don't even. I don't like being awake at this hour. 
protect your protecting your candle flame take your place on the throne you know in the in, on the chair that you set up okay, for yourself okay. your body should block the wind from the fan behind you and keep it from burning out the candle the idea here is that should you slump to the side during your time in the room the candle flame will be blown out by the fan ending the ritual so you don't want to lean to to the left or the right it's basically to protect you from getting too close to the mirrors okay okay do not at any point, this is in bold caps lock, do not at any point look directly into the mirrors on either side of you. Also, do your best not to stare directly into the candle's flame. Okay, that's really important. So, assuming you've made it to your throne by 3.33 a.m. and all has gone according to plan, you may now begin the active part of the ritual by asking a question aloud. It may take time, but again, assuming that you did everything correctly, you will soon be joined by the kings who will answer your questions. What do they look like? I don't know because you're not allowed to look at them. But you can see them in your periphery. Per yeah, in your periphery. Fuck. Reportedly, you will actually hear their voices. But remember, no matter how startled or unsettling it may be, do not look into the mirrors. Remember to take this seriously. This isn't a time to ask stupid questions, regardless of what you may have heard before. Yes, they do. They do exist. Stupid questions do exist. You have one hour with the kings to ask whatever you like. Be prepared for answers you may not like, and be prepared for questions as answers to your questions. Finally. What a pain in the ass that is. Well, yeah, but they're kings. They won't answer the fucking question? Well, they might. Oh. And they might answer it brutally, honestly. That's quite a lot of prep for someone who's not going to answer the question. Well, it's they're kind of doing you a favor. You summoned them. They were probably chilling, and they're like, oh, that guy did the ritual. I got to go and oh, answer his dumb question. They had to answer You'd be probably line. pretty annoyed. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Do not let the candle go out during your session. At 4.34 a.m., your friend on the other side of the door should call out to you that the game has ended. If you do not respond, they should try calling your phone instead. If and only if neither of these metho methods succeeded in getting your attention, they should then enter the room to try and snap you out of the ritual by calling your name. But they should not under any circumstances touch you. And finally, if that doesn't work, they should use the mug to throw water from the bucket into your face. Got it. So that's what that's there for. If you find yourself in a semi-conscious state and it's time to return, focus on the personal item you brought with you and let it guide you back to a waking state. It might sound silly to you, but if you've committed to the ritual thus far, then it's not that big of a stretch of the imagination. So it's kind of like a talisman, you know? Oh, it's exactly like a talisman. Yeah. As soon as you're aware of what of that the time for the ritual is up, you should stand up, blow out the candle, and leave the room to signify closure. Warnings. If you don't wake up at 3.30 a.m., do not continue. If you return to your prepared room to find the door closed, do not continue and leave the house taking everyone with you. Do not return before 6 a.m. If the fan is turned off and no longer working in some way, do not continue and leave the house and take everyone with you. Do not return before 6 a.m. Dude, do you have to literally leave your house in the middle of the night and just fucking chill at a Denny's or something? Yeah. If, if this gets Until 6 a.m., yeah. Wow. Or, I mean, you run the risk of like rampant <clears throat> ghosts in your house. Dude, imagine pissing your mom off doing this ritual. Dude, and you live at home it still. Sucks. And like, mom, we have to fucking go to Denny's right now. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? I have to work in the morning. Yeah, or else your mom gets like possessed by a demon ghost that you accidentally summoned. So, yeah, so so come sucks. get a lumberjack slam with me. Come on. We should not tell our kids about this. No. Um, okay. Again, as stated above, do not at any point look directly into the two mirrors. It is said that what you will see there may pull your consciousness inside and you can become trapped by the king's. Like kind of like a Bloody Mary thing, basically. It sounds like it. Um, do not leave your throne before four thirty-four a.m. You got to be there for an hour. Do not go th into this ritual acting cocky or disrespectful. It won't end well for you or your ritual partner. You can't be ah! snarky. Come on. So if I'm like outside, I gotta really trust that you're not gonna be a dick. That's true. Uh, That's true. I hate this. That's... We're not doing this ritual. Well, let's do it. No. I'll be good. 
Oh, well. I won't pretend like I'm in a trance. So it says the risk level of all the games, this by far. Oh, this says this is the riskiest. Okay, out of the ones that they're going to talk about, the other ones I feel like are more risky. But um, yeah. So you want to? You would want to do that? I here's the thing. I love shit like this. So why? The, okay, tell me why you love it. Because um, I can find no pros to this. I only see cons. I think that there's a part of me that loves like haunted houses and all that kind of shit. Really? Yeah, because I don't it's it I'm going to it, right? Like yeah. if I go to a haunted house, I'm going to it. If I'm already in a place and I feel like it's all fucked up like that, it's not fun. But if I go to it, it's kind of fun. You feel more in control or something? Yeah, I feel like I could leave. But you don't even like scary movies. I know. No. But you could leave a scary movie. Yeah, but I have my I have uh what do you call it? I have a very, I'm a very confident person about yeah. my, um, I don't know, when I'm myself. Yeah. I'm not really scared of things very much. But when I'm in a movie, I'm not really myself. I'm like watching the movie. One time I'm, I'm I, I surprised you with my naked body. You got pretty scared. Well, no, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying I'm not, but exactly. Jump scares are a thing for me. Okay. That's why I don't like movies usually. Okay. Because jump scares are a fucking thing. I wasn't trying to jump scare you. Well, you did. Okay. Uh, one of the most terrifying moments of my life. I ever. know, yeah. yeah. It's pretty terrifying, pretty right? horrifying. But yeah, no, when I go to these places, like I went to a haunted hospital a couple years ago with Black yeah. Box TV, and it was just really fun because like, I didn't even think it was really haunted or anything. Yeah. It was just a cool experience to kinda be like in this kind of- chill, you, like freak yourself out. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not to freak myself out. It was just cool to be in this place where everyone gets freaked out at mm-hmm. and like- I'm not really scared of it. Oh, because you feel more confident. Yeah. But what if you go in there acting cocky? I'm not saying I like cocky. I, I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, I might talk a little bit of shit. No, don't. Maybe a little bit. They'll steal your soul and my soul. Well, I don't want them to do that. Maybe I'll, I do want to ask them. I would want to ask, you ask? a question. What would you ask? Should I start my own energy drink line? Because a lot of people are demanding it. Do you think they would think that was that's a silly question? Well, I hope they wouldn't because if they know me and know my brand, then they're like, that's they, not even silly. What if they give you an answer that you don't like? Like, energy drinks cause your kidney stones. I will fucking take the bucket and throw it up a jester. Aw. Yeah. What if it was the king that told you that? I'd be like, you're not a fucking doctor. You're a king. <laughs> what, if he's a, what if he was a doctor and a king? You said it, there's a joker and there's a king. There's no doctor. I'm not taking medical advice from a fucking king. Okay. Yeah. What about Dr. Martin Luther King? I wouldn't take medical advice from him because oh. I think he's a fake doctor. What? <laughs> well, he's not like a medical doctor, I think. I don't even know. I'm just I'm Yeah. Just going for the bit there. Okay. Well What kind of doctor was he? Do we know? I think he had a PhD. Like if you have a PhD, like you're you call you can call yourself doctor. But was he a real doctor? <laughs> a medical doctor? <laughs> All right. Well, um, there is a story that I found on No Sleep, but it's I can sum it up. Basically, okay. he goes and does it, and he asks questions, and he says like there's d- distinct voices. Like he thought it was going to be more of like his own voices answering the questions, like your subconscious is at answering the questions. But he's like, no, it's actually really chilling because like one is like definitely a different voice than me, and one could be my voice, but like kind of silly. And you could definitely tell who's the jester and who's the king. See, I'm fascinated by this. This yeah. sounds kind of fun. And then he said that they did answer his questions with questions sometimes. Um, 
and that sometimes he had to be really specific on the questions. Uh, but he actually had the experience where he fell unconscious during it. And so, like, the partner had to wake him up with the, the water at his face. So he woke up to the water splashing his face. Did he say anything insightful about the answers? He didn't say what his questions were because he f- said that they were really personal. Mm. So he doesn't want to, like, say them mm. to the public. But he basically was like, yeah, they definitely answered them. And it was like, he felt it was a very safe spot. Like, he didn't feel like they were going to take his soul. They weren't trying to reach for him. Or yeah, anything. like, he just felt like he was doing it correctly and then the ritual went how it was supposed to go, and they answered his questions, and one's like trying to fuck with you, and one's like giving you real answers. This is gen- genuinely giving me goosebumps because it's just interesting to visualize this. Right? Yeah. And then there, I did read a story, and again, like these are all take it with a grain of salt because like we don't know if they're it's real. It's on or no sleep, but yeah. but I like I like the ones it's, that it's really are good, like though. where it's they good. go into it being they're skeptical. So one of the guys said that he turned around during the ritual, like not he didn't look at the mirrors, but he turned around and he said that like the room was just like a endless hole, like it was like his whole. He went into this basement to do the ritual, um, and normally he can see like things in the room, but when he turned around it was like a it was like a space it was like a vacuum that's fucking sick yeah and then he passed out and like got woken up by the water whoa yeah all right so he didn't really get his question do you think that people are passing out because they're doing this at three in the morning and they're just falling asleep maybe <laughs> or maybe it's so sc- i mean i feel like i'd be so scared you would be too i'd be scared so to do freaked You'd out be peeing the floor and i don't like anything like this no i love this i shit. can't handle anything me and your mom could take a trip somewhere and do, do this shit I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show before. Maybe I have in a previous episode, but my mom is obsessed with scary places. Like yeah. she wants to go. She wants to see a ghost. She was so jealous that we were on Queen Mary and Nikki saw a fucking ghost. I didn't. I don't know if I saw a ghost. Well, you saw a shadow person or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like I did. You saw a shadowy figure that that you thought was me for a second, and then you looked away, and then you looked back, and it wasn't me at all. Did I tell the story on here before? Yeah, you told it when during the other. I think it was during one of our Patreon podcasts. But, well, you've told the story. Okay. Well, yeah. I think it was two episodes ago on this show. On this show? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's jokes on you if I didn't tell the story. It's Steve's fault. There you go. Okay. So that was that was the Three Kings ritual. Not not too bad, right? That's like, they're kind of helpful. Yeah. Kind of nice. I thought, of them I thought that was cool. Answer questions. Okay. So this one's a little creepier. Okay. But I feel like out of all of them, this would be the one that I'd be most tempted to try. Okay. Okay. So this one's called the hooded man. And basically what happens is you close all the curtains in, all your, in your house so you can't see the outside at all. And then you do a certain thing, in which I'll get into how the actual ritual is performed, but um, you call a taxi, but it's like a specific phone number. No one really answers the phone, but you just request a taxi. You're like, I want to... I'd like a a black cab, please. And then you hang up the phone and then um, you do something and then you open the curtains and it's nighttime. No matter what time you did this ritual at, it's like nighttime. And then you go outside your house and there is a black cab across the street. And so then you go into the back seat of the cab and no one's in the cab. It's vacant. But the back seat is unlocked. You open the back seat. You you go in there and then you, you go to sleep in the back seat. And then when you wake up, it should be 3.30 exactly. The witching hour. 
Yes. And if it's not 3.30 exactly, you have to you have to ask, you have to exit the, the cab. Can but, you pay the guy? Like, hey, sorry, I've been no, here no. for like six hours. There's no one in there. There's no one in there. And you wake up at 3.30 exactly. If it's 3.30 exactly, you go back to sleep. Okay. And then when you wake up again, there will be a hooded man driving the car. And it looks like you're driving on a random highway. But then all of a sudden, the scenery starts to change. And you see like crazy corpses and bodies, but they're like singing at you. And they're talking. You're in a different, you're in the underworld. It would be like Holy the it's, it's like the modern day version of uh that guy that rose the boat in the river sticks. Yeah, it's like that it's like that fucking Pixar movie that just came out a couple years ago. I don't know. I don't Were know. In the, he's in the dead world or whatever. Oh no. I mean that no, that's not really Oh, it's not like that at all, huh? Sorry. Well no, because like this is like you're in a vehicle. Well sure, but it's the same idea as this no, th- dead world. Did you watch Coco? Yeah. Well, he just goes in. He doesn't have like a boat or a, well, like. I know. I'm talking about the world when you're there. When you. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's nothing like it's like purgatory. This okay. Coco is like a celebratory like place. It's like no, beautiful. I know, but you said that they're dancing. And they're dead. I was just like, no, oh. this is like creepy. This oh, is like okay. you're like going through cornfields, but then instead of corn, it's like heads on spikes, and they're like Got it. screaming. Oh, God. Yeah, it. it's not like Coco at all. Well, Don't go into this thinking it's Coco. Okay. How dare you? Okay. Why do you want to do this then? Okay. Just because, like, everyone describes the cab as being pretty comfortable. Oh, okay. I like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. And they're like, you're in a different realm, but it's like you're protected. Like, the cab driver seems pretty chill. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, his job is just like to transport. He's not like an Uber driver, right? He's not talking to me the whole time? No, he's not talking to me the whole oh, time. Good. He doesn't really say anything. And you're not really supposed to talk to him until the very end. Like whenever you decide you're done, you're like, I've seen enough. You tell him I've reached my destination. And then you wake up and you're at home. You wake up in your bed. No shit. Yeah. But then you have to close out the ritual, which I'll get to. But yeah, um, if you stay on too long, well, no one knows no one's ever gone to the end of the cab ride, or if they have, they haven't come back to tell their story. Shit. And so you'd think that some of the stories on the subreddit would be like, I reached the end of my cab ride, you know, if they're trying to be creative writers. Yeah, true. But n- literally no one has ever talked about reaching the end of the cab well, ride. Well, that's proof that it's real then. It's probably proof it's real. It's 100% proof that okay. it's real. So if you, would wa- if you want to do this ritual, here's what it entails. Okay, and this guy... This is from, this is called An Informal Guide to the Hooded Man Ritual on No Sleep. Um, And then here's what you need. Two black cords, approximately half a meter long. A telephone, a rotary telephone works best, but using the ones we have today is fine too. And then he has some warnings and precautions. Also, he says he's done this ritual and this is how you have to do it. Okay. Make sure you do a cleansing ritual before and after you perform this, which could be like sage or like, well, actually there's an asterisk, so maybe I'll just... Wait till the ash. Oh, cleansing ritual. Burn sage or lavender and sprinkle the ashes on your front porch. Salt can also be used as a substitute. Mm. Okay. So make sure you do a cleansing ritual before and after you perform this. Okay. Um, from experience, I c- he says, I can conclude that this is a relatively safe ritual, but it comes with its own fine prints. So take everything with a grain of salt. Literally, because, you know, you got to do the cleansing with the salt. You have to. If at any point of in time you feel threatened and or stalked by an unknown presence, you must not continue with the ritual. If you do so, there is a good chance of av- aggravating and binding yourself to the entity that is attached to you. Definitely don't want that. 
Okay, shut all the doors and windows, close the curtains if there are any, and turn off all the lights and electronic devices. Do not carry salt or any other miscellaneous item of protection with you while you are performing the ritual. So you can't get into the cab being like, I got a protective item. Because mm. that just like, how are you going to- No pepper spray. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's the procedure. You got to be seated in the room or hallway where the telephone is. Make sure you aren't agitated, scared, or nervous. How could you not be? But like, that's what they tell you before you do shrooms too. So Weird. it makes sense. Like, just don't have a bad trip, right? Right. So get yourself into like a really peaceful <clears throat> type of mood. All these negative, if you have any negative emotions, it'll prevent you from completing the ritual successfully. Count to 13. At the last count, dial the following number into your telephone. 2049688. Looks like a hotline. Dude, do you think that some poor asshole has that number and he's like, I don't know. I hope not. I mean, it's not enough numbers for our, for the US. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. Extra tip. Do not touch the handle of the phone while you are dialing the number. I don't know what that means. Oh, if you're using a rotary phone, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Tie one of the black cords to the handset tightly so it doesn't come off when you tug it and lift it from the telephone. Oh, that's how you don't touch the handle. Okay. Then dial this number. 2551582 2551582 Leave the handset there regardless of whether the phone gets connected or not. Count to 13 again and place the handset back. After this is done, say quietly, slowly, and carefully into the receiver, Hello? I need a cab. Take the second black cord and replace it with the first one. Extra tip. If you can burn the first cord immediately, this will make sure your connection to the other world is severed completely and nothing from there will be able to enter our dimension. If you cannot do it right right away, make it your first priority to burn it after the ritual is completed. So after you come back from the underworld, like make sure you burn that cord. Of course. Okay. Open the curtains. If done right, the sky will have a tinge of some color and there will be a black cab parked outside your house. Sick. Exit the house. Also bring a watch with you. Lock the doors and get into the back seat of the cab. The cab will be empty, so you have no reason to fear anything as of yet. Lock the cab door and prepare yourself to fall asleep. When you wake up, which you definitely will, take a look at your watch. If the time is 3.30 a.m., then you have successfully completed the main part of the ritual. If it's still at the correct time, then get out of the car and get back inside. Oh, if it's still at the correct time, like not 3.30 a.m., um, then get out of the car and get back inside your house within two minutes. Follow the correct way of ending the ritual process after this is done. If the watch does show 3.30 a.m., then you will fall asleep again within another half a minute. When you wake up, the cab will be on a highway being driven by a hooded man. Uh, here's, here's some scenarios and consequences, though. If you attempt to speak to the man, you will fall asleep and wake back up at your house. Oh, fuck. If you attempt to lift the hood, you will fall asleep and wake back up at your house. If you panic or try to get out of the car while it's still in motion, you will die. If, yeah. If a cab if the cab stops at any point and someone else gets in, do not attempt to speak to them or they will stab you to death. Here's the correct way of ending the ritual. Why would you do this? I don't know. Okay, all right. But I I this is the one I'm most curious about, I guess. Cuz it's just like you're in a ride. Yeah, I get it. You know? I get it. Okay. So, the correct way of ending the ritual. This is important if you're going to do it. Okay. So. Is what we'll tell you when we come back from break. Wait, I could get through it in two oh, I minutes. I thought that was pretty cool, though. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, see, we'll tell you when we get back from the book. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So... Huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so here's the correct way of ending that ritual. Because hopefully nobody just did the ritual and then they're like, fuck it, I don't want to wait for this break. And now they're stuck. Well, I sure hope not. Okay, for those of you who stayed to listen, the correct way of ending the ritual is you got to lean forward when you're in the cab, so you're close to the hooded man's ear, and whisper slowly and carefully, I have reached my destination. You will fall asleep and wake back up at your house. If, however, you wish to continue on the ride, you're welcome to do so, although many people who have performed this ritual advise against it. Claims are, as the ride continues, the, scener- the sceneries and worlds get more and more absurd and difficult to get out of. Nobody knows what happens when the cab stops, so you can try to find out if you want. But After the ritual ends, after the ritual rituals, if you're back at your house, go to the telephone and dial this number, 200082. Lift the handle, place it aside, and speak the following words. Thank you for the ride. Remove the black cord and burn it immediately. Bur- bury the ashes in your backyard or wherever and sprinkle salt over it. I hope you enjoyed this, he says. Okay, my biggest hang-up about this entire ritual yeah. is that unlike the King's one, yeah. you don't get any insight from it. Well, you get to see like this other world. You know how when people do DMT yeah. and they always talk about like going to this crazy other world yeah, and there's true. like other creatures living there? That's what this is like. But you know what's so sick about DMT? Yeah. It's, it's all you got to do is just do it. Right. You don't got to do all this shit. You don't got to burn two cords. You don't got to fucking pick up the phone with a cable. Yeah. Bunch of pain in the ass stuff. What if you 
You've got to sleep well, in some do, stranger's car real quick. You have to smoke poisonous frog venom. Is it poisonous? Yeah, I mean, that's how they make it. So, oh, like, a poisonous frog oh, right. spits at a glass window, and then they wait for it to dry, right. and then they scrape it off, and then they you smoke it. All right. So it's, it's, it's a good point. It smokes frog poison. You got to sleep in some stranger's car? Well, it's a well. It's not a stranger. He's the hooded man. It's okay. his car. Do you want it? You want me to read one of the stories? Yeah. Because I guess the stories is really what sold me on it. <laughs> oh, people saying that they did it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm like, huh. And I'm of course like you know it could be a creative writing session, but I like the ones that start off relatable where they're like, I didn't think any of this was real. Yeah, it's fun. That's you know? a good in. It's a good. It's in a good anyway. in, right? It's when you're reading a Yelp review and they're like. I didn't think I was going to like this place. You're like, oh, for some reason this gives you more credibility. Okay, I don't remember which one I liked the best. Like, I have linked two here, and I know there was one that I liked more than the other one. Okay. Okay, this was the one that I didn't like because like, it went wrong for her. Because one of them, they went, they went right, and one of them that went wrong. And I feel like the ones that, that went wrong, I'm like... <coughs> it's not interesting. We want to hear the ones that went right. Yeah. Like, hey, this didn't work for me. It's not that fun. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. 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 So this is also posted on No Sleep. Okay. Oh, and this girl. Oh, okay. I really have to tell you this. Okay. So the girl that posted this, she her name is Michaela Does Rituals, and I think her page blew up after the elevator ritual, which I'll also get to, mm-hmm. because she basically like disappeared. Like, and a lot of people think she got stuck in in the other world. <laughs> so this was like she was gonna go through all the rituals. She was like. Redditing like, about them. My brand is Michaela yeah. does rituals. Yeah, and so she, she does she two did. and she pieces. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's great. Okay, so hi, you no sleep. My name is Michaela, and I made this throwaway account simply because I'm bored and have too much spare time on time on my hands right now. So I figured, why not do rituals and write about them on Reddit? I recently came across a post on here that had directions to play a game slash ritual called the Hooded Man. And since I'm a huge fan of all sorts of creepy stuff and I'm basically off school till the new year, personal reasons, I've decided that I want to try and attempt all mainstream horror ritual games that are going around lately. And I decided to start with this one since it seems fairly harmless compared to most. Also, I'm not a writer, so this might not be the best read, but oh well. I decided to go through with it yesterday, Wednesday night, because all of my families were still are out of town for a wedding of someone I don't particularly know. So I got a free pass to stay home and ample times to complete this ritual. My family doesn't come back till Saturday morning. Okay, I started my preparations on Wednesday afternoon and as the ritual suggested, burned sage and sprinkled the ashes onto my front driveway beforehand. I also spent the rest of the afternoon collecting two black cords. I just got them from our storage shed and turning off or unplugging all the electronics in the house since I didn't want to take any risks and... And the ritual specified that you had to do that. I then took a shower to calm myself and ate some frozen pizza to calm my nerves. By 9 p.m., I was finally feeling relaxed and ready to go in for the kill. As the ritual hadn't specified a specific start time, I just figured I would start it when it was properly dark. Here, a full dark comes around 6, so it was pitch night outside. My grandparents' room has a little telephone extension. It's handheld um, and a huge window that overlooks our driveway, so I figured that was the best room to do it in. Calming myself as best I could, I started turning off all the lights in the house and closing the doors and windows that I had open over my home alone week for ventilation. Closed the curtains, room was pitch dark, I was ready. I won't bore you with the start of the ritual as you may have already read it in the instructions. Put a watch in my pocket, counted to 13, dialed the numbers, tied the cord, did the hello I need a cab thing, replaced the cord and left the first cord right next to the telephone so I could burn it as soon as I could after the ritual. I left the second tied to the phone as I didn't know what to do with it and the ritual hadn't specified, but it didn't make a difference, I later learned. 
I sat there in eerie silence for about five seconds before I got up and navigated through the dark and to the window. Although the ritual had told me this was going to happen, it was still strange to see the night sky had this weird purplish-blue tinge, like the clouds suddenly had a bright color. Also, there was a black cab parked across the street from my house. I slowly pulled the watch around my wrist and made my way through the dark house and onto the driveway, locking my front door behind me. All the houses were silent and not a single light was on, which was weird because it was only about 9.30ish at that point. Everything And everything about the cab just looked off, you know? It was looming and eerie, but also inviting and looked quite comfy for some reason. I opened the door and looked into the back seat. It was a completely normal-looking cab. It had quite new-looking leather seats, and it was empty. I got into the back seat, locked the doors, and laid down, willing myself to sleep. I must have fallen asleep for what seemed like 10 minutes and had no dreams or anything. I woke up calm and serene and didn't feel at all disoriented, which is weird for me because I'm horrible at waking up. I took a look at the watch, and lo and behold, it was 3.30 a.m. Giving myself a high five, I just rolled over it and went to sleep within the next 40 seconds. When I woke up, I wasn't sprawled at all against the back seat, but sitting up, resting my head awkwardly against the window. I opened my eyes, almost forgot where I was for a second, but then I remembered, and it took everything in me not to make a stupid statement about it or something. There was a man in the driver's seat soundlessly driving our cab on a highway which I had have never seen before in my entire life. The sky was overcast and grayish clouds were everywhere and it honestly looked like a typical London like it looked like typical London weather so that was a bit welcoming I guess. Maybe she's from London. Uh that would look awful to me. I'm like yeah. I'm from California this is like this doesn't this is happen. Bad. Oh no. <laughs> uh so the man had his hood up. I couldn't see his his hair or face or anything, but I could see his hands on the steering wheel and they honestly just looked normal. A bit on the tan side, but like normal human hands. I leaned back and started staring out the window. It was all right at first. It was just a stretch of weird gray looking fields and I was content watching it. The cab made no sound at all, as in not even the windows vibrated when it drove. Nothing. It felt like I was floating. Then the outside started to get a little disturbing. The fields turned into weird plots of land with, I shit you not, severed heads hanging on poles with their mouths moving yet but yet i couldn't hear what they were trying to say i looked up in my lap i just looked at my lap and contemplated going home because i'm not extremely good with gore that's why i almost didn't notice the strange people that were closing in on the driving cab no sleep there were so many of them and they were dragging their fingers across the windows almost as if they were trying to get in I hated the way they were faintly screeching it was the most disturbing thing in the world so i just leaned forward and whispered in his ear I have reached my destination. And then I just sat back and passed out. I don't remember much after that point, but I felt very serene when I woke up. It was today, Thursday afternoon, around three-ish, with all the lights in the house, and all the lights in the house were on, but the doors and windows were still shut. I blinked like once or twice, clapped my own back for being awesome, and went to my grandparents' room. Literally nothing was moved. Everything was in place. Thank God. I dialed the number, thanked him for the ride, and picked up the cords to burn them, which I did first thing afterwards. I buried the burnt ashes in our backyard, salted that motherfucker, and got myself some food. And yeah, it's currently Thursday night over here, and I'm typing this. Everything is normal, and that was honestly kind of fun. If you want me to do any other rituals, you can comment or something. Until then, smiley face. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so my skeptic brain. Yeah. Here's her. She's setting it up. Like set it up. Yeah. Also, say I'm not a writer or anything, so bear with me. This yeah. story's gonna suck, but then my story's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, and the way she writes it, it's like it's like she's Carrie Bradshaw dragging her fingers the across the window. Like, come on, man, this is all good. Faintly shit. screeching. Right, it's all good shit. Like, she, I'm not a writer or anything. Yeah, I, I get it though. It's it's good. It's really good creative writing. Really, really good. Yeah. 
The other girl, she did more of the like um, approach that I was telling you about where it's like, I didn't believe in any of this shit. Yeah, I, well, that's always a good approach too. Though. I was bored. <laughs> I found out about this. And then like, oh my God, I went outside for a cigarette and there was the cab. And then she goes into the cab and it's the same kind of story, but on hers, someone gets in with her mm. and she like didn't look at them, but she could like see them in their peripheral in her peripheral. And it was like, person or thing was like wearing a mask almost like a a mask that was like a smiling face with like sharp teeth and it wouldn't stop staring at her and so then she like said her she's at she reached her destination right and uh i think she didn't i guess she didn't close out the ritual correctly because she was so freaked out by it she woke up in her bed she was like panicked her boyfriend was back home because she was alone the night before and uh she was just like so thrown off she forgot to like burn the cord and then this guy was showing up outside of her window every night like the guy with the mask with the scary like teeth and he was just like be staring at her outside the window across the street and then like a week later he'd be there but he was like closer like he was on that side of the street it's good and then like she would like hear knocking at the door and like she didn't know how to get rid of it She's like, I wish I never did this ritual. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. See, that's better. That's pretty scary. That's way better. I actually have goosebumps from it. It's pretty scary. It's definitely scary. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing this one. Fuck that. Okay. Those, so those were the two lighter ones. The next one is called The Midnight Man. Have you heard of this one? No. Okay. So in this one, um, basically, you do a bunch of steps. You go outside your door. You say a little thingy. And you light the candle and open the door and... Oh, you had to do a blood ritual first. Like you had to prick your finger and put your ping- finger on a thing. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go into the instructions, but I Sounds just want like to give you... The, I give you one, uh, the gist. I want to give you the gist first. So then you walk inside your house after knocking a certain amount of times. And, um, and then your last knock has to be at exactly midnight. And then you walk inside your house with only a candle. And you're basically... You basically have have to walk around your house in the pitch black with just this candle until five in the morning, avoiding a ghost that wants to kill you. What? Yeah. So like you're walking around your whole house and you'll start to feel cold in certain places and then your candle will go out and then you have like 30 seconds to either relight your candle or put salt all around your body. Do I have to use matches? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay, good. Because if I have to use matches, I'm dead. You're dead. I'm yeah. Dead. And if you don't do it in time, this thing kills you. I break fucking matches in half all day long every day. If I can use a little lighter buddy, though. Yeah. I'm good. I could do it. You could do it? Yeah. If I had but the lighter buddy. But for five hours, for fuck's sake. I uh, no, like, that's so boring. Walking around. It's not boring. It's scary as shit. Well, that's a boring amount of time. You're basically playing like hide and go seek with the freaking... Well, actually, the next one is a hide and go seek one, but... Um, there's a this the midnight man that you that wants to enter your body. What's in it for you? Exactly. This one I don't understand why people would do would do it. Okay. Yeah, you don't even get to see anything cool. So this one is I heard a story about the midnight game or the midnight man game and it looked interesting so I decided to try it. I didn't want to do it alone so I texted a, Oh, you could do it with a friend. Oh, that's so it's good. kind of like a slumber party. Ooh, we all want to play. That's yeah. So the other one you have to do it alone. That sucks. The other two you have to do alone. Mm. Uh, This one you could do with a friend, but you're all at risk of getting hunted. Okay. So I did it. I didn't want to try it alone. So I I did it. uh, Oh, I I texted a friend and they didn't want to try it. So I thought about it and said, fuck it. I'll do it alone. 
I shut off everything in the fuse box, shut the blinds, and the ride began. It's October 22nd, 11.58 p.m. I began writing my name on the piece of paper with the candle lit. 11.59 p.m. I poked my finger and drop a drop of blood on the paper and began knocking 15 seconds before midnight. On the 22nd knock at 12 a.m., I open the door, I blow out my candle and close the door, then I relight my candle. I have my salt and lighter ready. It was dark, I mean pitch black. I kept my eye on the candle, ready to grab my lighter. I just kept walking around in the hallway, to my living room, to my room, to the kitchen. It was boring. I felt like if I didn't do it right, I would die. Well, how is that boring? It's not, it's not <laughs> okay. boring. I just kept wandering around. It, it felt like hours already, so I went to the kitchen to check the time, but my clock didn't turn on since I turned off all the power earlier. Oh, yeah, because you have to turn off all the power. You turn off the fucking power? Turn off all the power. Ghosts do not like power. Apparently not. Or like, well, they like power. They don't like wasting they like like electric. I read something that, and like, I don't know if it was Japanese culture. It was some. It was, I think it was an Asian culture that that says that ghosts live in the water. So maybe like. That's tight. Maybe electric like, wards them away. I don't know. But you have to turn off all electronics in most of these rituals. Anyway, so the clock didn't turn on since I left all power on earlier. Or, or turn off all power earlier. I held up my candle to the other clock on the kitchen, and it was only twelve fifty. Suddenly, my candle went off. I freaked the fuck out, and I lit up the candle as fast as I could, and I speed walked to the living room. I was thinking that I probably blew it out with my nose or something, but then I heard some noises behind me. I just kept walking to my room. From that, I figured I figured out that I did it right, because there's a freaking ghost following this person. Then I went into my room, and it was cold. I mean, cold enough that I can see my breath. And again, my candle went out. I can't see shit. Like, like red dots, I felt goosebumps. Oh, he can't see shit, but he just like, I don't know. I can't see shit like red dots. What the hell? What does that mean? Is that a British term? I have no idea. Okay. He felt goosebumps. I lighted the fucking candle thinking it's too late. Then I leave the room breathing heavily. My heart's pounding so hard that it looks like I drink a case of Red Bull. Oh, he likes energy drinks. One of your people. I like this guy. Then I realized that I wasn't even thinking about the assault downstairs. I'm now in the hallway. I look back into my room and I see a dark shadow standing in the doorway. It was staring at me and I was fucking paralyzed. The candle was still lit and yeah, you guessed it, it went out. I speed walked down the living room in the dark reaching for the lighter and I light it up again. Now I tell you, I have never been more freaked out in my life. I was actually shaking. In my living room, it was warm again. The relief. See, this guy doesn't seem like much of a writer so I kind of I believe him. Or he's just a shitty creative writer, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Time passes. I mean, like, sometimes instead of writing out Y-O-U, he just writes U, like the letter U. Time passes, and not much has happened. I walk to the kitchen wanting to check the time on the clock when I see the shadow again, sitting at the dining table with its legs crossed. The details. (laughs) The candle goes out again. I light it up. It's gone. But now I fucking regret this shit. I just want this to be over already. I kept walking and wanted to check the time. I check it again and it's still 12.50 and this is where the shit gets real. I grab the clock from the wall to to check if the battery is there and it was. I was wondering if the battery maybe had died. With my lit candle in my left hand and the clock on my right, the candle goes off. I set the clock on the table. I dropped a candle. I really... Or he drops the candle. I quickly surround myself with salt. I'm sitting in the kitchen with the salty circle waiting. I'm scared to check my phone since it's gonna have, since it's gonna give off light, and I don't want to risk anything. Still sitting in the pitch black kitchen, the kitchen window is slightly open with some wind kicking in. The blinds from the backyard window uh, window doors start swinging, allowing some light from the streetlights and whatnot. And I see. And what I see made me pause. In front of me was a shadow just staring at me. It was six foot tallish kind of see-through the salt was a barrier because he didn't get any closer he was at least four feet away from me i keep on hearing noises like whispers then a wine glass flies out of the cupboard and almost hits me i close my eyes for a second 
Time keeps passing until finally, beep, 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 my alarm. But I was still scared to move, so I let it ring for a little bit. I waited for the wind to come through again because I can't see shit. I run to the windows and open the blinds for the light. It's gone. The relief was just amazing. The shadow guy's gone. The relief was just amazing. I turn on the power and turn on the lights. I grab the clock and mount it back on the wall only to realize it's working again and the time is correct. And now I begin to wonder, what if I didn't turn off the power? I go to bed or at least try to until school the next morning. That was actually pretty well written for a guy who sucks at writing. Really? Yeah, because he's like, uh, you know, he sets it up, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, um, My and friend then didn't I saw something. It. That was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Like he's, he's and literally then, just. And you not. He's stacking it all up. Yeah. A wine glass flinging out of a cupboard. You know, I had a buddy that happened to. See, that's what. I had a buddy that, that they, there was, uh, he lived with his girlfriend. Yeah. And he said that the girlfriend had said that the place was haunted and that he would come stay with her and objects would fly across the room and like get thrown on the ground all the time and shit. Yeah. And I believed him because he just, I don't know. I, I mean, in all him. of those, so my mom who wants to see a ghost, she's obsessed with those shows, those haunted shows where they like have real people telling you their encounters. When ghosts attack. Yeah. Your mom loves that. She shit. loves this shit. Yeah. And like a thorough line with a lot of these stories is the cupboards always open Okay, that's one. The doors always slam. Mm -hmm. That's another one. And shit flings across the room. Right. Furniture, glassware, all that shit. In a few cases, beds levitate, but like very few cases. Hey, dude. My ma, who is not a lying woman. Yeah. She lived in Beaufort, South Carolina in a new, uh, not a new house, but they had gotten this house. They were new to the area. And she said that her and her sister were trying to go to sleep and they heard all kinds of fucked up noises and then she looked up and there was like a, a like a fucking apparition flying over their bed and it would go it would go uh over their their beds and go out the window and then come back around and go over their beds and then out the window and they would scream and my grandpa come in the room and he's like, there's nothing here. And he'd show them inside the closets and on the beds. And, and they're like, what's well, the windows and shit? He's like, there's nothing here. Fucking A. And then she said that he'd go back to bed and they would see it again. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, be- I believe my mom. Dang. Like, what did the apparition look like? She just said it was um, it was like a woman. And it was uh, like, a, like a see-through woman. So a woman apparition flying around Over, the room? Around the room. That's scary as fuck. Scary as shit. It's it's less and her, scary. Her and her sister saw it at the same time. It's scary if it's just like a dark cloud apparition, like floating around the room. Yeah. But it's even scarier if it's like got a f- human face on yeah, it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. Dude, my thing is always the shadow people thing, and that's and that's, that's scary a enough, right? Yeah. And that same that. So when I saw the thing of the Queen Mary, it was a silhouette of yeah. a person. Yeah. But it wasn't like it was like a fucking a face. Yeah. Exactly. Looking at you. That's, that's the only time my mom said she ever saw a ghost. She, I never heard that. She 100% believes in all that shit, but she said that's the only time she ever saw a ghost. I think I told you about it before. You might have. Dang. Yeah. Um, there was another story from this guy that did it and like almost died, but I don't know. I felt like the the one I read you, that one felt more real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one's like you got to do a lot of you got to do a lot of stuff. There's always so many steps. It's like cooking. Well, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot to get to another realm. I like like five steps. Okay, well, this one has 
not very many steps, but it freaks me the fuck out. Okay. Okay, this one is one man hide and seek. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're almost at an hour. Um, right. Because like the elevator game is the fifth one and it's the scariest by far. But the one man hide and seek is basically you are playing hide and go seek with a ghost, but they take over the body of an inanimate object, like a doll. And like you set up this doll to like get possessed and then you're playing hide and no go seek No fucking thanks. Yeah, right? So, and like, why? Like, no. So some of these, the, the scary ones, I'm like, why? Why are people? What if doing my creepy this? doll could move? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I think out. they do it to freak themselves out. But then, like, what if it? I mean, what if it did work? You know, yeah. like, would you? Oh, there's no benefits. No. So in this one, you need a stuffed doll with limbs, some rice enough to stuff the doll full, a needle and a crimson thread, a sharp-edged tool such as a knife, a glass shard, or scissors. A cup full of salt, natural would be best, uh, and a hiding place, preferably a room purified by incense and ofuda? I don't know. Um, Preparation. Take all the cotton or whatever is in the stuffed doll out of the doll and stuff it instead with the rice. Step two. Clip a bit of your nails and put them inside the doll and sew the opening up with the crimson thread. Creepy. When you finish sewing, yeah, tie up the doll with the rest of the thread. Three. Pour water into a bathtub. Four. Place a cup of salt water inside the hiding place. Okay, here's how you do it. Give a name to the doll. The name could be anything you want except for your own name. Agatha. Sure. That's scary. That is pretty scary. Two, when it's 3 a.m., say to the doll, your name is the first it three times. So. Iceman. Yeah, Iceman is the first it. Iceman is the first it. Iceman is the first it. Wow. Okay. Three, go to the bathroom and put the doll into the water-filled bathtub. Four, turn off all the lights in the house. Go back to the hiding place and switch on the TV. Five, when you have counted 10 with your eyes closed, go back to the bathroom with the edge tool, a knife or whatever you want in your hand. Six, when you get when you get there, say to the doll, I found you, Agatha, and you stab the doll with the edge tool. Seven, say, you're the next it, Agatha, as you put the doll back in its place. As soon as you have put the doll down, run back to the hiding place and hide. Here's how to finish it. Pour the half cup of salt water into your mouth. Don't drink it. Just keep it there. And get out of the hiding place and start looking for the doll. The doll is not necessarily in the bathroom anymore. Whatever happens, do not spit out the water. When you find the doll, pour the rest of the salt water which is left in the cup over it and then spray the salt water in your mouth over it as well. Say, and then three, you say, I win three times. I win, I win, I win. This is supposed to end the ritual. After this, make sure you draw the dry the doll, burn it, and discard it later. Do not stop this ritual halfway. You must go through with it till the end. This is a very dangerous ritual, and I will not be responsible for what happens to you if you try it. Don't go out of the house. These are other warnings. Don't go out of the house until you have, are done with the ritual. You must turn off all the lights. You must keep quiet while hiding. You don't need to put the salt water in your mouth all the time. You just need to do it during the finishing ritual. Remember, if you're living with someone, you might put them in danger too. Don't continue this ritual for more than one or two hours. And for safety reasons, it might be best to keep all the doors in the house unlocked, including your front door, and have some friends close by so they come and help you at a moment's notice. With doll, uh, with, uh, like, ideally, with weapons that could take out a doll. Yes. Yeah. So I read the scariest fucking no sleep Reddit about, and it seemed pretty real because she put, included pictures in there. Okay. It's this, and there's like a video of someone doing it too, but it, I mean, I just didn't want to so watch it. Just to clarify. Yeah. 
at, at the you do all this shit, then they say to close the ritual. All you did was stab your stupid doll, and you just fucking like. Well, the doll might not be in the bathroom anymore, which means the doll's walking around the house. But if the doll finds you first; it'll stab you. Sweet Jesus. So I read the scariest fucking no sleep. I have no idea if it's true or not. I mean, like, I like to believe it's not true, obviously. But, like, it's so good. Like, she has pictures and everything. Okay. So it's this exchange student, and she's staying with this family in, I believe, Japan. It might be Korea. Japan or Korea. I can't remember. But she's staying um, with a family there. And one of the daughters is in high school and she like wants they're they're like alone together um one day and she wants to play this game and so they do this ritual and they stab the doll with a knife um and then they're hiding in the closet and the the girl is like look peeping out like the crack to see if um she can see the doll and the doll goes i found you and stabs her in the eye what the fuck yeah and so this daughter like loses her eyeball and then after that, the daughter is like possessed. Like the daughter's like, like she starts acting creepy. Like the girl doesn't say the daughter's possessed, but the girl's like this. This daughter did a one eighty on her personality. Just like she would hide in her room all the time. She wouldn't let people enter. She would constantly like make threats that like saying like you're next, you're next, you're next, or and stuff like that. Jesus. And uh, yeah, this this girl um, got so freaked out. Um, and then one day. She comes home and the parents have their eyes carved out and uh, by the daughter. Wait, this all had pictures? No, not all of this had what pictures. What the fuck? You talking about she just had a she picture had of a pic- doll? No, she had pictures of her with the daughter. You gullible fuck. It's so scary. It is scary though. I know. I know. Okay, That's the what way we're going she, the way she re- Okay. I know we're like running out of time, but this is like, this is really good. Okay. Okay. She does follow-ups too. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm an American who's been living in Japan with a host family for a study abroad. Last Sunday, my host sister, Akane, told me about a game she wanted to play called Hitori Kakurenbo. Hide and seek alone is one man hide and seek. Anyway, Akane said it was fun. Or maybe it's Akane, but Akane said it was fun. And some girls in her school tried it. And it was actually a way to play hide and go seek with ghosts. But she didn't want to do it alone. For someone who's a skeptic, it may seem pretty harmless. And I was curious. Of course, I regret this now. No matter how skeptical or curious you may be, do not play this game. In any case, Akane got a doll from the 100 yen store and named it Arena, and I watched her tear out the stuffing and replace it with rice. Okay, she goes, now I need two drops of blood, one for me and one for you, she she muttered, trying to remember the rules her friend had told her. She pricked her finger, I pricked mine, we rubbed the blood onto the rice, then she sewed it up with the red thread, continuing to bind the doll with the red thread. Why are you doing that, I asked, confused. The red is supposed to represent blood vessels. We'll, we'll never see them tonight at three. The afternoon three or the morning three. Morning, you idiot. She smirked at me. <laughs> it's very writing, writing-y. Mm-hmm. She also made up the cups of salt water and made salt lines around her parents' room. What's that for? I asked curiously. Apparently, it stops the spirit from going into the room to find you. So are we going to hide in here? Nah, that wouldn't be any fun, would it? I just don't want their room to get destroyed destroyed in rest in retrospect i wish we stayed there even if it had been no fun quote unquote or even better i wish i'd never done this without knowing fully what could have happened anyway we went to the bathroom at 3 a.m the rest of the family was out visiting the aunt and uncle who had recently had a new baby we put the doll in the bathtub with water and shouted together a cane and sarah are the first it a cane and sarah are the first it a cane and sarah are the first it and then we ran out of the bathroom turning out all the lights and switching on the tv in our hiding room to a static channel a cane grabbed the knife and let the salt water 
left the salt water on the table. We went back into the bathroom, and sure enough, the doll was there in the bathtub, smiling serenely up at us from the bottom. Arena, a cane and Sarah found you. We yelled, we yanked it out, a cane stabbed her in the heart and made sure to sever a lot of the red thread before dumping it back in the tub. Arena's the second it, Arena's the second it, Arena's the second it, we chanted, then ran back to the family room with the TV going. We each took a gulp of salt water, making sure not to swallow it, and then held our cups firmly before setting it in the closet. A cane left open a crack of the door because she wanted to watch what would happen to the TV. It was a terrible, terrible idea. To this day, I wish we'd never, I wish we'd left the door closed. For the first five minutes, we were just waiting. Nothing was happening. I felt relieved. Then I heard the static of the TV begin to change. Without any of us touching the remote, the TV began to switch channels fast enough that sentences began to form from the words of different channels. I will find you. I shrunk back into the closet, terrified. The air seemed to be getting colder. A cane still stayed with her eyes pressed up against the crack of the closet Uh quietly. Uh I could hear footsteps and thumping. Where are you? The TV said. The footsteps changed and stopped in front of the closet. You are in here. Then I heard the most chilling words of all. Found you. A cane screamed and fell back on the ground. The kitchen knife we had used to stab the doll was protruding from her eye. The eye she had used to peek through the crack of the closet door. She had swallowed the water by accident, she told me. Luckily, as terrified as I was, I managed to keep the salt water in my mouth. Clutching the stupid cup as well, I waited until the static returned to normal on the television screen. A cane was sobbing quietly, the knife still in her eye, but she whimpered. You need to end the ritual. I did what she told me to do. (laughs) I wandered around the house looking for the stupid doll. It was no longer in the bathroom, but I found it sitting upright on a cane's bed, grinning. I dumped the salt water and spat the salt water on it and then shouted, I win, I win, I win, loudly. And I grasped the doll firmly and went to the neighbor's trash can and put it in a a bath of gasoline before torching the motherfucker. It was now 5 a.m. I came, ruined your neighbor's trash can. I know. I came back to the closet and, and told the cane it was over. So she came out of the closet, knife still embedded in her eye, and we called an ambulance. After surgery, it was determined she would be blind in that eye, unfortunately. A cane lied and said she tripped on the knife after getting up early to make breakfast. Scary thing is, even though I ended the ritual and burnt the doll like a cane told me, I don't think it's ended. A cane said she can still see Arena walking around the house when only that eye is open. I keep seeing things out of the corner of my eyes. Well, I don't know what to do. We thought we did the ritual right, but maybe it's still going on. Some weird stuff has been happening lately. Footsteps outside of the door at three in the morning, TV changing channels and sound warping. I keep incense burning and salt in my room to keep me safe, as does a cane. But if someone comes up to you and asks you if you want to play Hattori Kakarembo, save yourself the hassle and just don't do it. Looking up the real directions now, we did a lot of stuff wrong. I guess from hearsay, putting blood in is wrong. It can curse you. We were supposed to put in a fingernail clipping instead. A cane and I were going uh, are going to a shrine in a couple days for help this Sunday. And if anyone has advice as to what to do in case of a haunting in Japan, let me know. Edit. Some of you still want to play even after reading this. I strongly discourage it. If that's not enough, here's the safest directions, and she links. If that's it. not enough. Here's here's a cane's medium. Use a article. mechanical pencil instead of a knife. Because here's, this- here's a cane's medium article. I played Hakori Mamparembo <laughs> and got stabbed in the eye by a doll by a cane. Yeah. No, she goes crazy. There's two updates and she goes crazy. But yeah, it's like, it's pretty creepy. I read these it at was night. Really good. No, it was I read good. these at it's night. It's good shit. It's good it's shit. It's scary. It's very scary stuff. Okay, so the last and final, which I think is the scariest ritual, which led me to reading the rituals in the first place, is the elevator ritual, the elevator game. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, so in the Elisa Lamb video, she some of the last footage of her is her pressing a bunch of buttons on an elevator, and then she ends up dead in a water tank on top of the hotel. 
and they don't know how she got in there. I do know about this one. Okay. So people think. I know about that story. She did the elevator ritual and then she got transported to the paranormal and her body was left in a a water tank. Fuck's sake. Which to me is a cop out on finding the real killer. No. You know? No, it's not. And then people are like, she killed herself. But like it, uh, it's pretty suspicious. Like she doesn't seem like she killed herself. Like it really just seems like someone killed her. But people are like, maybe she's in the ghost realm now because she did this elevator ritual. So the elevator ritual. <laughs> it reminds me of this Carl Sagan quote. Yeah. Yeah. He he basically says that, uh, you know, basically as we all um, enter this like new information age, he's afraid of people shunning it and then clutching their crystals and their incense, and we return to the old world basically. <laughs> Yeah. Which is kind of what this kind of Well, is. that's why, remember when we did the exorcism episode and it's like, why are exorcisms more popular right now than ever? It's because people are doing rituals like this. Yeah, exactly. People are doing weird, weird rituals. Yeah. Okay. Which is what he was terrified of, but go ahead. So this is the one I was telling you, Michaela does rituals. This is the story that everyone's tripping over. That was like the one of the last ones she did. All right, well, she wrote this story and then she tried to do another ritual and she just disappeared and like went crazy. Okay, so... I did the elevator ritual. I think something followed me home. I haven't slept properly in three days is the title of this subreddit. Hi, no sleep. Michaela again. The feedback on the hooded man honestly blew me away. Thank you for showing such an interest. Glad to see me endangering my sanity as entertaining people. I'm absolutely joking. Link to the hooded man ritual that she done on Wednesday night. I read you that story already. So like two comments have told me to do the elevator ritual and I'd honestly never heard of it before this and I was seriously intrigued. Read up on it, read up on it and honestly didn't need that much preparation so I figured it'd be quick and simple. It was honestly one of the most nerve wracking things I've ever done. I did it on Friday night and had every intention of uploading this on Sunday night but shit broke loose to anyone who isn't familiar to the game you should probably read this and i'll sum it up you press uh, you go into the elevator alone you press buttons in a in a series of order if anyone gets on the elevator with you you have to end the ritual but supposedly what happens is by the time you get to like the sixth step you end up on the fifth floor and a woman walks on and you're not to look at this woman or talk to or engage in any way and you hit the first floor button but Instead, the elevator immediately goes to the 10th floor, and that's when you're in the other realm. And so you can get off and explore if you want to, but you risk getting stuck in the other realm. Shit. Um, or you can get back on the elevator, but you have to go back the exact same way that you came. So press the buttons in the exact same order, and hopefully no one gets on during that time. Otherwise, you're stuck in the other world forever. Bad luck. Yeah, terrible luck. So you should only do this when people aren't going to be using the elevator, mm-hmm. and also you have to be uh, in a building that has more than 10 floors. That's tricky. Yeah. Because there's probably a lot of people, even even in our own neighborhood at certain times, I, I still see people outside. Yeah, so most people do it, do it at like 2, 3 a.m. Shit. Yeah. Okay, so that's the gist of it. You can look up the order of buttons. I will spare you for time, but... Okay, so she goes and she says, there's an apartment building about five minutes walk away from my house and it has 20 floors. So finding a building wasn't an issue. I started walking there around 4.30 a.m. since I didn't want anyone to be up and around and using the elevator. Smart. That would be a bitch, to be honest. Everything was dark and silent and getting in wasn't a problem. There was like one security guard outside the gates, but he didn't seem to care much since I'm a tame looking 20 year old girl. Probably looked like I was coming back from late from a Friday night party. Summoning demons and shit. In your general vicinity, son. Oh, okay. She's trying to be like... She's being snarky. She's being snarky, yeah. So there were stairs on the right and three elevators on the left, and everyone was quiet. I got into one of the elevators, the one in the middle, and did the four, two, six, two, ten, five combo. Those are the floors. 
So you go fourth floor, second floor, sixth floor. Okay. I won't bore you with the details, but when the elevator stopped at the fifth floor, I had to hold in a fucking scream because the quote-unquote girl was standing there almost in my face, and I had to try really hard not to stare at her right in the face. She wasn't even a girl. She was more of a halo dark energy that glowed really brightly, if that makes sense. I don't really remember much about her, which is pretty fucking weird. She was wearing like a dress of some sort and had short dark hair. I've done Ouija boards. I've done rituals. Hell, I don't need, I didn't even panic like this during the hooded man, but in... But being in the elevator with that girl made me internally freak the fuck out like nothing else. I shakily pressed one, like floor number one, and boom, the elevator started going up to the 10th floor. And instead of being relieved that I was doing it right, it made me panic for no fucking reason. Well, I mean, for a reason. You're going to the Sunderworld. Okay. The doors open right on the hallway of the 10th floor. I've never seen it before in normal circumstances, but it was so dark. I couldn't see the end of the corridor, but right at the very end, I could see this very strange, dark, glowing light. I shakily stepped out out of the elevator, and in my head, all I could hear was the stupid, whiny girl's voice going, Where are you going, Michaela? Of course, the ritual said to ignore it, so I did, and leaving the girl standing there, I started walking down the hallway. As I progressed further past, the glowing light at the end of the hallway illuminated the space around me. The apartment doors on either side of me were rusted shut like they hadn't been opened in years. And as my eyes focused to see the stupid in the stupid darkness, I figured out that the red light was, in fact, a glowing cross. Not the Jesus crucifixion cross, but like an addition sign, if anything. It was uneventful for the most part, but the air was heavy with something. It was making me feel really fucking antsy. Also, it felt like the more I walked towards the cross, the more it grew away from me. I was pretty fucking determined to get to it until those stupid doors started banging and rattling and knocking, and it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Fuck my life. No ritual has ever made me book it to the elevator like this one. Thank God I took care to see which one I came in on because I couldn't think straight at the time. This might even sound rushed because I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I just wanted out. I don't even want to write about it. I reached it fairly quickly, and I swear to God, I fucking stabbed that call button like nothing else. It took like fucking decades to show up and those doors didn't stop rattling until I was inside the elevator and hazily doing the combo. I had never been more relieved to catch that first floor in my life. Everything looked normal. No more heavy air. No more darkness. Security guard was still there and yet I couldn't stop fucking panicking. I ran home so fucking fast and I know it sounds embarrassing now because I didn't even do anything but I could not stop crying. I think the guard thought I was on something. I got home. I watched a movie to make myself feel better. I even started writing the first part of this post. So if the first part sounds cheerier than the second, it's because I wasn't as terrified then as I am now. I even remember replying to someone's Reddit comment saying that I had done the ritual and I was alive and well and I could write about it the following day. I think I passed out around seven because I don't remember falling asleep. I woke up on that floor. It was so fucking terrifying because I had been on my couch and the ritual had said that if you made it home, you wouldn't be taken back. But yet there I was passed out on that stupid fucking carpeted hallway with the air heavy around me and no sunlight anywhere. There was no cross, but the panic I felt felt like nothing else. And I swear to God, I've never run home this fast. I didn't even want to remember it. I didn't want to write about it. I didn't want to do anything, which is why I procrastinated making a post for so long. Something about this ritual fucking unhinged me and although nothing happened the second time just waking up there made me fucking nope today i finally built up the nerve to write about it and i feel a bit better now but i'm so fucking panicky and i feel so followed by something and i have no idea why there's nothing there 
I haven't slept properly since Sunday night. I feel like there's someone looking at me all the time and I want it to stop. A lot of people wanted me to do the Midnight Man, the Three Kings, the Hide and Seek Alone. And I had plans to do the Midnight Man tonight. But after how shaken I still am, I think I'll hold off on these until the end of the week. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for reading. Make it stop. Make it stop. I feel like something's going to jump on me. I feel like there's someone in my house, even though I'm home alone. Stop, stop, stop. And then she's never been seen or heard from since. Well, she's been seen commenting on certain things and she tried to do another ritual but um people were like you shouldn't have done it so close to this one because mm-hmm. they think something followed her and basically she started forgetting her mom's name and like her friends and she f- started forgetting like facts about her life and she couldn't even remember what she was doing yesterday like she just started not remembering anything and then they say that she still posts though but well that was it like oh, okay. she posted like a few more posts of like her Memory just like problem. slipping away. Yeah. But she remembered to get on Reddit though and uh, follow up on it. Well, people were asking her to f- to do her rituals. And so she was like, I am. And then she's like, I am losing. She started like dissociating basically. Got it. Yeah. That's fun. Pretty did, good. She did good. She also won an award. She should. She won an award on this. So I'm like, okay. She should. But it was pretty good. It was right? really good. Yeah. Really I'm like, because reading her story made me be like, holy shit like what if that's real it was good but then you know reading her other stories i was like mm, it seems like a really good setup yeah 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 anyway. well, some, some people sell scripts on that site on that uh, particular subreddit yeah yeah wow because of the creative writing like they get their idea bought by like blumhouse or something i mean this would make a really good movie it's, it's solid solid shit so would like a it's case- just like slender man yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. People love that stuff. I mean, a lot of the the people writing about the elevator ritual, again, like had the same kind of thorough lines, like similar shit happened to them. That Red Cross thing is a thorough line in everyone's story mm-hmm. that when they get off on the 10th floor, everything looks like normal, but creepier. Interesting. Like, so like the apartment doors were still there, but it was dark and they looked rusted shut. Mm. And then there's like this cross this glowing cross but not like a it's like the medical christian cross, cross. yeah like yeah. a medical cross mm. and it's just glowing in this in the sky fascinating yeah and and so and then some of the people say they can get back some of the people say that like they're still there i'm writing from there right no, now. they wake up there every every night that's sick they wake up there every night has anybody said hey i'm still there right now but i, I got access no. to reddit real quick i got <laughs> I got one bar. I mean, maybe there have been, but I haven't seen that one. I understand. You should write that one. I might. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I'll good. Throw my hat in the ring over Pretty there. Pretty good. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rituals. We went a little bit over our usual hour, but. We just give you a bonus. Give 13 you a, minutes. Hopefully you don't try any of these rituals, but if you do, let us know in the comments. Please. Did you survive? Also, we're not responsible if you died. Yeah, we are not responsible. We're not, that's and our legal bullshit. Team, that, our legal team says that's complete bullshit. We, we're told if we warn you at the beginning not yeah. to try any of these, we are not responsible. Or we'll hit you with a this is complete bullshit notice. There's um a few channels that try all these rituals on YouTube too. But oh, they good. never work. Yeah, of course. Unless they're staged. But because they're filming it though. Yeah. It's because they're filming that's it. That's exactly it. You're supposed to turn off all electronics. You're and you're not to, supposed to talk. You have to turn off all the proof that you could produce. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> <It's> the best. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Please give us five stars. It really helps and a lot. And have a wonderful Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bitch. I'm so sorry. You're not oh, a no. Bitch. You're not I'm a bitch. bitch. I'm so sorry. You're We're not trying a to bitch. get him to radar show. I know. I, I meant it in like a like a term of endearment. Oh, it's like a vuncular. Like, give me five stars, bitch. I like it. Yeah. Thanks, bitch. Bye.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.